the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. It's the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. But nobody cares about that because Paul is in studio <laughs> live with me today. Uh, ladies, it's a day that we set aside, especially for you, not exclusively because we get men that need her encouragement and her wisdom as well. But anything that's on your heart or mind, Paula is here. I've been with her hanging out all day. She is really ready. You should see the look on her face. She's like ready to be wise. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because uh, you are telling the truth, Pastor Ron. <laughs> you are anointed of the Lord, my God. All you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. Uh, you can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Uh, and if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit one button. It says call now. You'll be able to be connected directly to the studio producers. And I forgot to say, uh, I think it's the first time I forgot, that we also have our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. And you can send in your questions that way. One more time, 340 85. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, sweetie. I like saying welcome to the show. It's like we haven't been hanging around all day together. Well, that's true. And then last Thursday, because it was Thanksgiving, I wasn't here for you to welcome me. So go ahead. You want to do it again? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Now I'm balanced. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? Well, I'm going to invite our uh, radio listening audience, and we had several of them show up last night, um, first-timers coming here, but um, for the rest of you, we have our annual Christmas dinner, even though it's annual, this year it's a week earlier than normal, and so that's going to be uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Yep, right? a week from Sunday. Yeah, the 9th um, at the Shirts Civic Center. Say that fast three times. Shirts Civic Center. Shirts, no, it's not going to work out. Um, and it's at 4 o'clock. You're all invited. You don't have to bring food to get food because I think there'll be plenty anyway. But if you want to call the church and you want to bring something, let them know. So, And how many you'll be bringing. But, yes, at the Shirts Civic Center, December 9th, 4 o'clock, show up and be ready to be blown away by the numbers of people there, but the hearts of the people who will be there. How long have we been doing this? Uh, well, you know, I don't know. It's been a long time, 10 It's years. been a long time, yeah. at least, because uh, it started when Pastor Joe and Ana Gomez were here, who now are in uh, Washington State. Oh, so that's State. been 12, 13 years at ago. At least. About 14, at least 14 years ago, it started. And wow. we did it here in the in the church, you know, because we were 
small and a little tackier back then. <laughs> uh, we're still small and, and tacky, but the numbers have grown to, you know, three services now, and uh, people are inviting family and friends. And so I think you told us last year there was over 1,200 um, plates of food served. Yeah, 1,200 dinners served. So that was, uh-huh. we had over 1,200 people, families and uh, kids involved in everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a big deal. It's a great time for fun and for fellowship and just hanging out. But the best thing, uh, the reason we ask you to invite your friends or family members, especially if they're unsaved, is because I know the people at Calvert Chapel, and every year there are people sharing with people they don't know, uh, introducing themselves, finding out if they're saved. And every year, few people get saved. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's neat. You can gather around food. And at the same time, uh, people are going to be told about Jesus. And in, in a setting like that, people are sort of disarmed. Yeah. And they're, they're open to, to the gospel. Uh, they see the joy of the people that are, that are there. So uh, please don't hesitate to invite somebody. We're not worried about how many people are there. Uh, we just want maybe somebody can say what a great Christmas present to our Jesus on that day. So one more time, it's a week from Sunday mm-hmm. at the Shirts Civic Center. Civic Center. I always say community center. Mm-hmm. Civic but Center. It's Civic Center, and that's the difference because they have yeah. both. So we don't want you to go to the wrong place. Yeah, and 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock. Yeah. We, this is our, like a third year there, I think. And we've, we've kept having to go to bigger and bigger places mm-hmm. because more and more people are showing mm-hmm. up. So it's just a great thing. You it's know, we come time. to third service that day. Uh, we usually we're out of here by 2 o'clock. And um, uh, then just a short drive over to the Shirts Civic Center. There you go. And you will really, really enjoy yourself and be blown away by the people. And by the way, the food's pretty good, too. Oh, see, that's the thing. They oh. serve 1,201 plate because I went back for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that threw them all off. Okay, and then you know uh, the 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 coolest thing about the coolest thing the coolest thing about um, the people that we have here at Calvary Chapel San Antonio is you know it's not just boring. You know, I thought back in the day when you know to become a Christian you had to be prim and proper. You know, you couldn't have any fun and you had to wear your clothes just right, you know, had to be dresses and pantyhose and all that. <laughs> oh, do you remember the lady that told you that? You, oh, yeah. You, because you, you were going to be pastor's wife. We hadn't left California. Mm-hmm. But she said, you know, and she called you sweetheart. Mm-hmm. You know, sweetheart, mm-hmm. now that you're pastor's wife, you can't wear your hair like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, and wear, wear some dresses. And don't you play some sort of instrument or something? And I was like, oh, my goodness, no, you know. Um, and so it's not your normal, what you might be thinking, Christian club kind of a thing. We have fun. And I think that's, Jesus had a great sense of humor. And, um, yeah, so it's not like, you know, you don't have to get all fancy dressed up. If you want to, sure, but you don't have to. Um, but please come. You'll I, have fun. I won't be fancy dressed up, so. Yeah, that's okay. Come and enjoy. Yeah. Okay. So I want to invite the radio listening audience to uh, three other things before we go, because we, you know. Three other things. I have a gift of hospitality, Pastor Rob. (laughs) (laughs) The kids' Christmas play will be uh, on the 20th, and I think that's a Friday night, okay, which is good, uh, at the Jetson Performing Arts Center. And I don't really know what time it is. 6.30. It's at 6.30, okay. So I won't be late. I need to know that as well. What a great, I think this is your favorite night of the year. I love it. Yeah, it's so fun. And it's from the littlest of kids, two to three-year-olds, all the way up to some of the kids who have graduated um, from Calvary Chapel Christian Academy. We actually have an a cappella choir that the kids refuse to grow out of, Uh and so they keep coming back. So we've actually got uh, a mother of two uh, in the in the, and I choir. think a couple of eighth graders. Yeah, and a couple of and a couple of eighth graders. But, uh-huh. but it's just really a neat thing to yeah. see yeah. Uh, the the kids. You know, the, the graduate, grow up. Okay, now mm-hmm. leads the kids, plays the kids. Yeah. But no, they want to be in it. They so wanna, it's yeah. really a, really a neat thing. Some want to be in it, and some are are the setup and tear down. You know, which each with each scene, you know the prop. The prop people, and so it's just a—it's a really neat thing. And then on. But 
Okay, go ahead. I think we write all the music for that. Yeah. I say we, like yeah, we I had anything well. to do with it. But 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 all of the music is original, mm -hmm. and the play itself is written by the people here yeah. at the church. So it is a hundred percent what we do. Yeah. Just an amazing thing. Uh, we do. We we pray for the people who have the gifts. I just sit there all night and smile. I can't <laughs> smile and cry. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And then on uh, Sunday, December twenty third, which is what we would have our Christmas services. Um, we have three of those, and so you're invited eight thirty, ten fifteen, and eleven fifty nine. And I think it'll be kind of packed. It usually is kind of packed, mm. you know, because a lot of people. This neat thing too is this time of year, everybody's thinking about Jesus. That baby who was born and that star that followed, you know, and shone on him and the, the manger scene, you know, you see. And so, 8 30, 10 15, 11 59, you're all welcomed. And if it gets too crowded, the, the regulars who are here, they already know, stand up and let the new people have a seat. And then, Christmas services, and then the next day, Christmas Eve service. So, I mean, it doesn't make much sense, but uh, we have our annual Christmas Eve service. They're at 4.30 and 6, and Pastor Ron, it's my show, but I'm going to let you talk about the Christmas <laughs> Eve service. We, we haven't been able to do them for, this is, I think, for three years, because Christmas would fall on a, or Christmas Eve would fall on a Saturday or a Sunday. And we all, because we have church, we didn't want to do it. But now that, that Christmas Eve is back during the weekday, mm -hmm. and it will be now for a long time, mm -hmm. we always, uh, I, the Lord leads me to pick three people, and it's just three quick 10-minute um, um, Devotions or testimony or something? Yeah, like just that? what's God done in their life? God, I, we always choose people that God has really done something pretty remarkable in. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they'll share for 10 minutes. And uh, we'll have our choir and orchestra there. And I'll give a small and very quick message. Both services will be one hour on the dot. Mm -hmm. So in and out. But what a great time. They'll close with family-style communion. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to, to begin your Christmas, to go home, um, open presents, to talk with your family about Jesus. Uh, so 4.30 and 6 o'clock. And we'll talk a lot more about that as we go on. Okay. Before you go on, we'll get a phone call. I've been holding in a while. Can we take yeah. it? Okay, let's go to San Antonio and talk with Charles on line one. Charles, thanks for calling. You're on the air. How you doing, Pastor? Charles, I'm doing really well. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to call and thank you for the blessing that you uh, you and the church gave for me and my wife Sunday uh, by helping us get a place to stay. I, I just wanted to thank you and, and it was a true blessing. You're a blessing, Charles. No need to thank us, but Jesus takes care of his own, and we love you, and uh, you're, you're new to our body, and we've already fallen in love with you. So take care of your wife, and, and uh, we, we just can't wait to see what the Lord's going to do. Oh, yeah, I can't wait either. And uh, rest assured, we will be there Sunday. So I'm going to let you go get back to the, to the radio show. I'm listening uh, on my phone, so uh, y'all have a blessed day. Thanks, Charles. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Charles. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See, he didn't have to do that. We don't. We don't want you know, to thank us for that. It's just the Lord takes care of those who are going through. For the radio audience, Charles is a new believer. Um, he and his wife um, stumbled into the church, and uh, um, God takes care of his babies, just like mamas take care of of babies so yeah. um, we're just thrilled to, to have you in the family Charles mm -hmm. good okay so since I haven't been here for a couple of well a week or so um, it's it's two weeks today right mm -hmm. okay I, I just want all the radio listeners to understand I had a very nice Thanksgiving though our biological family isn't in Texas or San Antonio or Universal City where we are um, the Lord is so good to me anyway just like even with Charles and uh, Mama Paula we had um, 18 people at our house including you and me Ron and me but um, so we had lots of family from Calvary Chapel San Antonio and um, lots of food and here's the main thing nobody got sick I'm so, that's my prayer, Lord. Lots of food. I love my family, 
but please don't let anybody get sick. And, and, and so thank you all for praying. We uh, had a great time, and, and nobody got sick. No, we men never think about the pressure on the cook. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> and I didn't burn the rolls this year. It was awesome. I always, I always have plenty of rolls because in, in past Thanksgivings, I have burned a, a dozen or so, but I always have four dozen. It doesn't matter how many people are coming or not. I always have backup. So, but I didn't burn them this year. No problem. Yeah, we had uh, uh, we have a couple of chefs. Uh, one of my that's elders, intimidating too. One, one of my elders, his wife's <laughs> wife is our chefs, mm -hmm. and uh, he brought uh, as a gift for me a cherry pie. I haven't had a cherry pie in a long time, yeah. so had a fresh baked cherry pie. It was gluten free too. It was gluten free, so yeah. you could eat it. Uh -huh. uh, it was just good food. Lot and a food. lemon pound cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, we had great food. And then Melissa brought a big old pot of greens. I told her last night I ate greens five days in a row. And See, I'm you, happy. You were just making it for me because I don't eat greens. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, was, I know. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so thank you, radio listeners. And we got a, a, a beautiful picture of Kenneth and Ola and their new baby boy, um, that they had the christening. You should see, um, you know, they're, they're Africans, and so I think that's the kind of church they go to. Um, but just a beautiful, beautiful picture, and the baby's doing really well. So thank you for you guys' prayers. and. Oh, if you're listening, thank you so much for the picture. It means more than you know, and uh, we'll figure out a way to get it printed and put it up on my prayer wall so you guys will be prayed for continually. Mm -hmm. uh, for the rest of you who don't know, Ola is a, a, a listener uh, for a lot of years now, and um, I was talking one day about uh, praying for people uh, who wanted to have children who couldn't have them. We have a bunch of those in our church. And we had one lady who had a miraculous baby, and then another who had a miraculous baby. And Ola and a couple other ladies called and said, would you put me on that prayer list? And uh, uh, I mean, literally, I pray daily mm -hmm. for the, the, the people. And uh, when Ola called to let us know that she was pregnant, it was just one of those times of rejoicing. Mm -hmm. um, see, it's I got a great job. You do. You <laughs> really do. I'm so happy I get to hang out with you because I get all the the leftover benefits. <laughs> it's a cool life. So what's on your heart? Well, what's on my heart probably will take us to the second half as well. But um, Sunday's message of show up, stand up, and grow up. Um, you know, I'm sitting here, all three services, and wouldn't miss for anything. Well, I listen and during the week as well. And some people would, might think, you are a sick woman, you know. Don't you get enough of that? But no, no, no. Um, in Luke, that Luke 8 uh, service, 8, 16 through 25, the show up, stand up, grow up. And the show up, and we say this, you and I both say this pretty much every day. What about me? What about today? Lord, what do you have for me? Um, you you know, when you saved me, it's for a purpose. Um, one, I'm going to look in the mirror and say, okay, Paula, today, it is not about you. Lord, how can I serve you? You know, um, and Paul says, you know, daily he beats his body, beats his flesh, so that he will not be disqualified for the prize. Well, you know, the, the, the thoughts, the flesh still flares, you know, and yet... Because we want to so badly um, be used by the Lord, you just have to keep saying, nope, can't think like that, nope, can't act like that. So, Lord, what do you want? Like, when I went home, after I dropped you off from um, to come here, I run home. Well, I knew I needed to go to HEB for a few things because you're out of a couple of things. So, when I, as I'm going to the store, I'm thinking, Lord, thank you so much I can get in a car go to the store, um, but is there, I'm going to be in a hurry, but if there's an appointment, I don't want to miss it, you know, and Lord, you can make time stop, because you know I need to get back over here to the studio, because I can't be late for the show, the kids will be waiting to pray and stuff, and where's Mama Paula, where's Mama Paula, and I don't want to make anybody nervous, and so I go into the store, and there's a person that I know right there, and so she's like, oh, 
Mama Paula. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad to see you. And, you know, she goes, come over here and give me a kiss because she works there. And I was like, okay, uh, okay. Uh, but I had the show in just a little bit. She goes, okay. She goes, I'll talk to you another time. So, but we'll talk about this one scripture that the Lord's just leaving me with daily. And it's Proverbs 3, 3, where it says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Because this person that I saw today didn't leave real well. And so, um, but the letting the loyalty and kindness never leave me, I didn't let how she left affect how I could minister to her today. So, Lord, what about me? What about today? Because you never know um, when people kind of get it and they want to come back. Well, I want my arms open wide, my heart left open, filled with loyalty and kindness. It was awesome. Yeah, and, and, and that's the show up part of the message. Yeah. Uh, my, my message last Sunday was from Luke chapter 8, uh, beginning in verse 16. Uh, and it was through uh, Jesus going, I think verse 25, Jesus going um, uh, across the lake and the disciples getting scared. Aren't you afraid we're going to die out here? And, mm-hmm. and Jesus just said, peace be still and kind of rebuked them for the lack of faith. Well, the show up part, Paul, is really important. You know, we, we Christians have a tendency to take time off from not feeling well or if somebody's hurt my feelings or if I'm under attack, or whatever the reason is, we just think, well, okay, I just don't feel like serving the Lord today, or I don't feel like reading my Bible, or I don't feel like uh, spending time in prayer. Uh, the, the, only, the only thing that is, is absolutely essential is that we show up every day and report for duty. Mm-hmm. Every single day. Mm-hmm. What about me and what about today? And Jesus said, no one lights a lamp and hides it in a jar, puts it under a bed. Instead, he puts it on the stand so that those who come in can see the light. And the idea there is we're that lamp. And our job in the context of the study is to scatter, sow the word of God from the parable of the sower that we did the week before. Um, And we've got to be not only willing but eager to do that. And far too many of us as Christians aren't eager to share because it makes us uncomfortable. We think it makes other people uncomfortable. And that their discomfort makes us uncomfortable. And so we just sort of pass on the opportunities. And uh, I, I always refer to what Paul wrote to Philemon uh, in the sixth verse of that one chapter, Treasure. He said, I pray that you'll be active in sharing your faith. Now, Philemon is a pastor. And he's saying, I pray that you'll be active in sharing your faith so that you'll have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. And, and the truth, Paula, is that Christians who aren't eager to share the word, the gospel, share what God has done for you uh, in our study this coming Sunday. Um, we're going to talk about Legion. I don't know if I'm going to get to Legion. Is Legion first or second? Well, anyway, but Legion is in the same chapter. And um, um, Legion begged Jesus to let him, to let me go with you, let me go with you. And Jesus said, no. You stay here and tell people what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we've got to be willing and eager to be used by God. If we don't know enough to share, then we have to learn. Mm-hmm. But even if we're brand new believers and we don't know because, because we just haven't been saved very long. You know, Charles that called is, is a new believer. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He has a testimony now. And he's an expert on his life. Mm-hmm. And so he can tell people, look, I don't know a lot, but I can tell you this, this is what Jesus did for me. And when we tell people, I can just imagine Jesus smiling at us. And empowering us with his spirit. God gives the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to those who obey him. In the context there is in power. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do with our lamps. But if we don't show up, <laughs> we don't get to play. Yeah. Um, I'm laughing because um, at the gym, I don't know how many years ago this is now, at least three. Um, uh, Lachelle and I were there together talking. And um, these two girls come in and... Um, we start talking to them, and you know, as the conversation went on, one one girl was married to, you know, her husband, and she's living with him, and the other one 
was living with him, but they weren't married. And so Michelle and I, and we're at the gym, we're, we're there to work out. But what about me? What about today, Lord? You know, he says, every once in a while, I need you to deny yourself, pick up your cross. You've got some work to do. And so we started talking to these young ladies, and uh, the married one, uh, they, 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 went, they go to a Christian church somewhere. Well, so too does this other couple who aren't married just comfortably go into that church. And it's like, that cannot be. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're talking to them, and we're able to say, well, this is what the Lord says, and this is what he's done for me, you know. Um, and so uh, don't they tell you at your church that if you're living in, you know, unequally yoked, and for the other one, her husband wasn't really a believer, um, but don't they tell you that, living in sexual immorality, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. How can you sit in that church and be comfortable? You should be very uncomfortable. And so, you know, it kind of starts squirming and stuff. And so um, we talked to, to him and led her to the Lord. And we can, we can tell the rest of the story on the other side. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be back in two minutes. You got to show up. Hey, we'd love to have any comments or questions, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. You're listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back we have 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the program 340-9585 we'd love your live calls and or comments or questions paula Okay. Okay. So to finish my story about the young lady who was living with her boyfriend, and you know going to church and comfortably going there, and and then here we are, uh, Michelle and I, we we've shown up at the gym, and now the Lord says, okay. Michelle is a pastor's wife here at the mm -hmm, church. Mm -hmm. Pastor Warren's wife. Yes. And so now he's saying, I want you to stand up for the truth. You've got to tell him. You know. And so okay, okay, okay. So we told her that the living arrangements were. We're wrong. You got to fix that. You're a Christian now. Go and tell them, hey, look, I've got to be different. Well, um, she went home, and uh, I would text her like every three to four months, maybe at the most six months um, over these last three years, because she had said that day um, that they were going to get married next month. Okay, well, you make him move somewhere, you live somewhere else, whatever fix this. You can't be playing house anymore. Okay, okay, Mama Paul, okay. Um, and so I kept texting her, you married yet? No, it's going to be next month. You know, I was like, girl, I don't know. This doesn't sound right. But this took probably two and a half years. Well, a month ago at our gym right here, that same girl comes up to me and says, do you remember me? I was like, yes, I remember you. She goes, I'm married now. <laughs> See? So showing up and standing up, um, it, it just impacts people. And she, uh, you know, to keep contacting her, because she'd give me her phone number. I'll make sure I get the phone number so I can call or text, you know, and, and just to let people know. Two things for the audience. One, Purpose in your heart to show up every day for Jesus. Second, I hope everybody out there who claims the name of Christ understands that you cannot be having sex with somebody you're not married to. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a tragedy that I have to say that, that it's not communicated in a lot of professing Christian churches. But you just can't do that. Mm -hmm. So you show up, then you stand up for the truth. The stand-up part of the message, Paula was when Jesus' mother and brothers, and I'll warn, some, warn the audience, this always causes people to be upset. How could you say this? But, but Jesus' mother and his brothers came to get him because they thought he was crazy. Mm -hmm. And he had an audience. He was teaching people, a whole room full of disciples. 
and and his mom and his brothers couldn't get there. I'm talking about Mary, who knew who he was, mm -hmm. but they thought he was crazy. Joseph uh, evidently died early in Jesus' life. The, the responsibility to take over for the father financially in terms of providing security mm -hmm. would fall to the oldest brother. And Jesus' brothers and sisters. He had brothers and sisters from Mary. I always say that in San Antonio. You got to do it. But Stand they just up. came take charge of him. Go tell him that his mom and his brothers and sisters are out here. And, and Jesus looked at the messenger and he said, here's the message for them. Those who do the will of my father, mm -hmm. they're my mother and my brothers and my sisters. Yeah. In other words, this is my family. And when I said stand up, um, um, that, that message was uh, just prior to Thanksgiving. Or was it just mm -hmm. after? Just, no, it was just after just Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving? But, but uh, you know, a lot of us had family members who were unsaved in our homes. Mm -hmm. And they don't want you to pray. They don't want you to talk about Jesus. Just mm -hmm. give me a beer and turn on the football game. Um, but, but we've got to stand up. And what that means, Paula, is that Jesus has to be the most important person, the most important thing, the only priority in our lives above all other things, including blood family. Now, people get mad at me when I say that, but it's Jesus who said it, and he shared it in three gospel accounts. That means it's pretty important. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, even talking about our Thanksgiving meal, you know, we love our kids. We, we love our biological kids. I mean, like really no duh. Um, and yet, um, with one set of them, to talk about Jesus is, they don't want to hear it. They just kind of tune you out. Um, but sitting around at Thanksgiving, even if we don't, we, we talk about other things as well. But there's just that camaraderie, that, that family that we have um, in this body. And, and, you know, when we're with unsaved family and friends, um, they're looking for us to be more like them, uh, to compromise our walk. Uh, like, like this young couple could go to a church and be comfortable, you know, living together, sleeping together, and nobody saying anything. That's not how it's supposed to be. Um, and so Jesus saying, you know, my mother and my brothers are those who do the will of God. That's, what I, that's who I want to hang out with. And the scripture says that the wise hang with wise people. I want to be with wise people. A lot of people are, are somebody was telling me the other day, they're kind of, they're kind of like a chameleon. They're, um, they kind of act like the people they hang around with. Well, you need to choose the right kind of people to hang around with. Yeah, well, but, but see, that's, that's the challenge to stand up. Because as Christians, what we've got to understand is we can't have that option. Mm -hmm. We represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Mm -hmm. And, and when people come to us, they're looking for consistency or they're looking for inconsistency so they can point a finger and say, I knew you were a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. And these are the people, typically, if they're in your home for Thanksgiving meal, they're people who knew you when you were lost. Mm -hmm. and, and to see the change, the, the way you can love your blood family the most is to stand with and stand for Jesus mm -hmm. when you're with them always. Yeah. And if they get upset about it, then you say, well, you know what, my family is... Well, Paula, one of the things that we have here all the time is people say, you know, you've cho uh, chosen your church family over your f blood family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, no, church family is blood family. It's just his blood. That's right. And, and if we're going to grow in our walk, if we're going to be that light for Jesus, we've got to stand up. Yeah. And... Too many of us are afraid. We're afraid of our families rejecting us. Uh, I, I want everybody who's hearing this today to be much more afraid of turning away from Jesus because of family. Mm -hmm. Because what we want is our family to get saved. If you really love people, you want them in heaven. Yeah. You remember um, one of your, your elders who had to move out of state? Um, he had a brother-in-law who was a Christian. And the one I'm talking about, uh, get saved later away from him and he co goes back to him and says why didn't you tell me remember that why didn't you tell me about Jesus why didn't you demonstrate evidently his brother-in-law's uh, uh, witness was so compromised that he probably didn't even know he was a Christian 
but why didn't you tell me? What if I would have died and you didn't tell me? I would have missed out, you know? If he was going to get saved, of course, God already knows that too. But, you know, but why didn't, why didn't you tell me? You know, we can be so different. We're, we have a church. You say this all the time. We, we can compartmentalize our lives. We should be about Jesus all the time. Um, and at home, praise the Lord, I'm the same at home as I am here. A nut, but a nut for Jesus. You're the same at home as you are here. A little on the... the Solemn side sometimes. No, it's not solemn, but serious. You're, you're more serious than me. Praise the Lord that we balance each other out. So, um, <laughs> But you're the same, and, and that's how it should be. But we're always talking about Jesus. My next breath is because he gives it to me. Um, but, yeah, we need to be about our Father's business. And I want to hang out with people who, who know Jesus in a, in a yeah. real, deep, personal way. Yeah. And if you're not... If you love anything or anyone more than you love Jesus, I'm talking spouses, I'm talking parents, I'm talking children, I'm talking babies. If you love anything or anyone more than you love Jesus, you're not standing up. Yeah. It's just that simple. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm, hey, Wes, if you're out there, we need to know how it went with your Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So we've been, we've been praying. So if you have a, a little teeny bitty, uh, uh, Praise report, we'll take that too. But if you have a big one, we want to know. <laughs> Inquisitive minds, we want to know. Wes, I actually meant to, to uh, ask you to, to let that be known on Monday. Let us know, and I forgot. So, Paula, thanks mm -hmm. for the reminder. Yeah. Uh, Paula, the final thing in the message on Sunday was to grow up. Grow up. And that's a hard one for us because we like to think that we're mature Christians. But in this case, it was Jesus telling his disciples, let's get in the boat and go to the other side of the lake. And as soon as they were out there, there was a furious squall, a storm mm -hmm. that came down on the lake in the Sea of Galilee. It's a, it's a well-known phenomenon there. And they got terrified. Lord, don't you care? And Jesus was sleeping. Mm -hmm. Don't you care? We're going to die out here. And Jesus got up. He rebuked the sea and the wind. And from an, a torrential storm, in an instant, it was perfectly still and calm. Mm -hmm. One of those... Ooh, yeah, in the I like when you say that. And um, um, Jesus rebuked his disciples. No, he didn't rebuke them because they were afraid. Mm -hmm. He rebuked them because they let fear overrule their faith. Mm -hmm. Basically, what Jesus was telling them is, look, you should know when I say something's going to happen, it's going to happen. I told you we're going to go to the other side of the lake. It's interesting that we have been on Friday nights in the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, we've been studying Paul's uh, shipwreck, shipwreck his, yeah. his, his storm at sea. Uh, and, and Paul was afraid, like everybody's afraid, but he knew they were going to be okay as long as they stayed on the ship. Mm -hmm. Well, as Christians, we got to grow up. We can't be moved by circumstances. We can't let fear cause us to change courses. Rather, it's our responsibility to stand with Jesus in the middle of our fear and say, Lord, I'm afraid, but I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And that's all he ever asks of us. And the disciples who'd seen miracle after miracle after miracle suddenly, don't you care about us? We're going to die out here. And a lot of us as Christians, the first time something bad happens to us, don't you love me, Lord? And we need to grow up. Yeah, We need to mature. And the only way to do that, of course, gets back to the beginning of the Bible studies to be in the Word. Mm -hmm. You've got to know who He is, know what kind of character He is. What kind of man is this? They ask, mm -hmm. even the sea and the waves um, and the wind listens to Him. Um, I'll tell you what kind of man He is. He's a man that keeps His promises and when He says you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay, but you've got to stay with Him. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, it, this will be uh, maybe a good picture of what happened. You know, in these last two years, we were talking about that this morning, uh, the stress or, or, you know, just the kind of the angst about this heart surgery that you're having to have. And then, you know, we're just getting our lives back. And then they say, oh, there's a defect in it. We're going to have to go back in again. And, oh, my gosh. And the defect was in the device. In the device. In the device. In the device. <laughs> yeah, in the device, yes. And, um, you know, so for a whole month, waiting for that surgery, I already had heard the Lord say, you're going to be okay. 
but you, you talk about having to grow up because the enemy was saying, oh yeah, he's going to be okay. He'll be okay in heaven. <laughs> You'll be left here on your own. Or uh, did God really say the devil just was relentless? So if they ever say, Pastor Ron, that you're going to have to have something else done with that defibrillator, I'm not, we're not coming home. They're going to do it right then and there. That month was the squall. That month was the boat rocking and reeling, and Jesus was asleep because he knew you were going to be okay. But I'm telling you, uh, knowing his word is the only thing, and praying and saying, Lord, I know you're good. You can take care of me. If he's going to be okay, he's going to be okay with you. I'm going to be okay. But I tell you what, closing my eyes at night, um, and then even sometimes with my eyes wide open, um, I um it was it was something else. Let me tell a funny story myself. I know we got Ray holding on the line, okay. but Ray, Ray keep holding just for a minute. Uh, there was one day, probably two weeks before the surgery. Now we have all this time, mm -hmm. and at first you're glad because time don't want to have to deal with the uh, having to go back into surgery. But the closer we get, the the, the enemy's just <laughs> screaming, and I just keep thinking, oh, you know, Lord, here we go again. And one day I was out uh, running and exercising. We're at the gym, and I was outside and taking some time with him. And um, the Lord knew I was afraid, and he spoke really clearly in my heart. He said, you're going to be fine. And, you know, here at church, because there's the possibility that I might not have survived, um, there's things that you have to take care of. Mm -hmm. So we've been talking to Pastor Ken and to Annette, who's our, 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 our office manager here at the church. These are things, if, if something happens, God forbid, I think I'm going to be fine, but if something happens, here are the things that you need to know, and here are the things to do, and here's what I want you to do as it relates to Paul, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So for two weeks, we're dealing with all this morbid stuff. And that day, God said, you're going to be fine. I'm with you, you're going to be fine. And uh, I was relieved, but when the Lord speaks something really clearly in my heart, I, I always want to come and tell you. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought, well, you know, I've been wrong before. There's times when I think God's spoken to me, and have, that happens to every Christian. And um, the... Uh, you wanted to I, just wanted, I just wanted to be sure. Yeah. And so I said, well, Lord, you know, normally I share things with Paul when you speak directly into my heart. Should I share this with her? And he spoke into my heart. He has a sense of humor. He said, depends. <laughs> and I said, depends on what? And he goes, whether or not you believe me. <laughs> so I walked right in the gym. And yes, told, you did. I you did. I was like, what's he coming over here for? Because I, I was on the treadmill at the time. I remember. Yeah, and you came right up to my face. You just, this is what you said. The Lord said, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you walked away. I was like, what? <laughs> That's what growing up is, trusting him. Yeah. And he's so faithful. Yeah. Paul, let's go to Ray. He's been holding. Ray, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron and Paula. Um, let's jump Hi, back Hi. in the boat real quick. And okay. Jesus is asleep, and and I just had a weird thought that... Well, he's, of course, fully man, but he's also God, and, and, you know, he's asleep, but is he really asleep? Could he possibly be playing possum to, you know, bring, bring this lesson to light? And I'll, I'll just hang up and listen for a sec, okay? Okay. Thank you, Ray. Um, I love you, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> you have some weird but really good questions. <laughs> Uh, no, we, we know he was asleep. Uh, otherwise, the Bible, which is inspired, the Word of God would have said he was pretending to be asleep. That would have been a great test for the disciples, you know, laying down one eye open. Well, okay, let's see if they really believe me. <laughs> but, but no, he was really asleep. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I think the picture there is really important, Ray, because what it means is that though we might be awake and terrified in the storm, Jesus is at peace. And the peace that he that he gives us is the only available peace to us during those kind of storms. And so if Jesus can be resting in a boat with 12 people that he loves deeply, and the boat's about to capsize because of the terrible, terrible storm, um, if he can go down and sleep, that's our sign to know it's okay. One of the, and you know this, Paul, that one of 
uh, my favorite uh, sayings to Jesus uh, of Jesus to his disciples when he was telling them that I'm really going to die. This is it. He said, my peace I give unto you. And I always put the word personal. It's like Jesus saying, I want this to be so personal. My personal peace I give to you. Because it's his peace. It's not peace that we can conjure up on our own. It's not peace that we can, can, can fake it till we make it kind of peace. It has to be his peace. And anybody who's listening to this, who's in a storm right now, and it just feels like your whole world is about to turn upside down, Jesus gives you his peace. And he asks us to believe that. And that's the, the meaning of grow up. We've got to mature in our faith so that we're not moved by storms. We're not moved by fear. We're not moved by unexpected circumstances. But we can remain steadfast in all that we do for his glory. So, Ray, he was really asleep. He wasn't playing possum. I've got a funny story about that, too, but not, that's for another time. <laughs> Paula? So grow up, you know. Jesus had said, we're going to cross over to the other side. They forgot. And that's what happens um, when, we, when we have those storms come up. Oh, yeah, Jesus did say, you know, once, they, once he calmed the sea, they, I'm sure they sat around and thought, you know, he did say we're going to get to the other side. So, you know, why is he having to ask us, where is your faith? Uh, Paula, I, I'm feeling led right now to have you share... Um, as quickly as you can, because we're not—we uh, don't have a lot of time. But uh, share the story about um, that tonight we were—we thought we we're going to be evicted from our apartment, and we were up here, and you were all brave and. Oh yeah. But but see, Jesus told us we'd get to the other side. Yeah. Let's share that. Yeah, um, living in the apartment, you know, I'm working, but they can't—they can't pay me, and yet they're going to evict me. And, um, you know, Jesus, you said you provide all of our needs, you know. Um, and we've been, we've been faithful, Lord, not that he owes us anything, but um, we come up here to the parking lot and, you know. Long, long before there was a church here. I mean, oh, yeah. this, this, this place was just empty and mm -hmm. we were meeting in our apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And I remember I kept saying this phrase because, you know, I was on a worship team in California as well. He didn't bring us out this far to take us back again. You know, he brought us out to take us into the promised land. And so <laughs> I'm faithful, you know, I'm faithful right up to the time they say, well, you guys got to be out. What? Oh, Jesus, where are you? <laughs> you said. And so I'm, I'm losing my, my faith, you know. And so we come up here, and we're, we, got our little, we had our last little $5, and we shared some rice from the, the Chinese food place here. And I'm crying, Lord. We are, we, it's cold. We're going to be outside. We got a dog. He don't understand this God thing and following after Jesus. <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And so, you know, you're Mr. Rocksteady. And you, we're praying and we go home. And, you know, the Lord is, this is his ministry. And you always say, if, if we just stay with Jesus, he's going to take care of things. You know, it might look kind of rough right now, but he's got some kind of a plan. So anyway, you walk back home, and that was back in the day when you had the answering machine, you know. Mm -hmm. Beep! Uh, and then this, A.J. Short was her name, the apartment complex manager. Um, she said, you know, I talked to the people, and they've decided to give you two more weeks. God is good! God is good! God is good! <laughs> but the Lord, you know, it's his ministry. He said that... Um, he will supply what we need when we need it. And man, it was a test for me big time. And uh, I, I think I failed, but um, I'm, I've gotten a little bit better over the years. You, you didn't fail because we went back home, but the funny thing was, um, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with all these problems. I'm trying to figure out, okay, where are we going to have church? You can't ask people for money. can't let our needs be known. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow is church. This was a Saturday uh -huh. evening, by the way. Yeah. And so uh, we're going to have church. You know, I'm 10, 13 people in the, in our, our apartment for church the next day, and and we 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 couldn't. Uh, I, you know, how do you tell somebody that you're going to be evicted so we don't have a place to meet next week, without letting them know what your needs are? So while we come up with this plan, so I'm really kind of serious about this. I want to be sure that I don't cross any lines. Yeah. And and the whole walk up here to this 
property where we now have been for over 20 years. Yeah. Um, the whole walk up here, you were, oh, God is good. He's going to be faithful. Yeah. It's not going to, I'm not going to yeah. do this. Uh -huh. But right in the middle of dinner somehow, we, with our last five bucks, uh -huh. and we split a chicken box of chicken fried rice. Yeah. And some, I don't know what happened in the middle of that meal, but you just fell to pieces. I know. <laughs> I was thinking about the blue comforter. We're going to have to wrap our dog in. We're going to stay behind. The, the, it was a, another kind of gym at that time, and it was going to be cold. All of a sudden, I just thought, it was like the enemy just said, the what ifs. Yeah. It was the list of the what ifs. And, uh, yeah. But Jesus said, we, we're going to go to the other side of the lake, and we made it. Yeah, we sure did. But I lost my cool there for a bit. <laughs> Boy, we got stories that first year. Oh my Texas, goodness! Yes, my, that you were talking about um, your the biggest test for you. Well, you said it was I think the radio. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, when when over in California they couldn't pay. Mine was when we bought the house, and that the real estate lady kept calling saying, you know, okay, sixty days we're going to come up with this huge amount of money that we hadn't even had in a year. And then she called back again and said, well, they want to move the, the closing date up, you know, earlier. Uh, well, you need to talk to my husband. Because <laughs> while you were talking, I'm, I went to the restroom. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, you know. And then, this man you gave me. <laughs> this man you gave me. And they called back, and they want to move it up again. And you're, you're on the other side saying, okay. <laughs> okay, what? You know. <laughs> and it all just worked out. You know, just watching the Lord time and time again. But your faith has to grow. And so the show up, stand up, grow up, the grow up, that's what we've been in the process. I've been in the process of growing up. You just gave me a good idea for a book. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, uh, Paula, we've got, we're inside one minute now. In fact, the music is about to start. Anything else you want to say? Um, no, I'm good. Christmas dinner, December 9th. Yep. Four o'clock, we'd love to have you. Christmas it costs boy. nothing, it's all free. Mm -hmm. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to the Word to Stand On for Life. This has been the Date Day Edition. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Now, Paula won't be here tomorrow, but Lord willing, I'll be back on AM 630, the Word, tomorrow at four o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it and i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com